when they're trying so hard to empty our churches next Sunday, make an effort to invite somebody or bring somebody. They're literally telling folk we need a Christmas without Jesus. They're trying to push him out of every area. But he said in the last days there'd be perilous times. <clears throat> just so glad you're here today. They're just the sweetest presence here. We, uh, for the, somebody tried to count it up. It's either 15 or 17 years. Uh, every January we, we fast. Uh, we've done it different ways. We fasted uh, just a week and fasted three days and eat and go three more days. We did different things. But for about the last 10 years, we take the week of January and a large portion of the church eat, a, eat one meal a day. Just a, a, And I know there's churches all over the country that's doing this now, but we've been doing it, I know, for over 15 years. But we, we eat one meal a day and we just fast to seek the Lord. In Daniel 9 and 3, he said, I set my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. So we take the month of January just, just to seek the Lord. And, uh, man, I thought there's times I was going to die, just starve to death. But 15 years later, nobody's died yet from fasting. I thought I was going to die for overeating too. So I guess it goes both ways. One of my buddies told me, he said, when you get a good meal, you eat till you lose a lung. He said, then you get up from the table, but that might be too late. We've seen so many miracles. I remember one fast, the doctors had told Brother Daniel Powell that his mom had two years. And that year on the fast, every day we committed to pray for her. And I think God added 11 years before she went home. And, and, And so we've seen... I just listed miracle after miracle after miracle. Uh, this 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 fast is, we're just a few days away from it. It reminds me how strong my will and my flesh is. It's just uh, 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 so, I was telling somebody, I said, you preached on fasting so many years, it's hard to find a way to approach it. So I'm going a total different way this year. I want to give you, 22 reasons if I get to finish it why not to fast this year just approach it that way somebody say well preacher I've never fasted before I've I've just just never tried it never felt led to do it never had a desire to do it I've never fasted before and but there was a time you'd never walked before and there's a time you'd never tasted a real by before and there was a time you'd never eat ice cream before Time you'd never never uh, eat mama's biscuit and gravy before. Then that first time, then you wanted to do it again. Fasting, fasting. It, it, it's in First uh, Peter two and two as newborn babes desiring a sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. I, uh, fasting is something. It's it's a great experience for a man or woman to do before the Lord. It's it's a it's a just uh, just a real opportunity. Number two. This is one of my struggles, the reason not to fast. I love to eat. Uh, grew up, grew up, we had beans and potatoes, and the next week we had potatoes and beans, and every once in a while that we'd raise a hog and have a little bacon, and I don't hardly ever remember one time Daddy bought us to her, and we'd have deer meat, and we, I don't know how many squirrels and rabbits and grouse we'd eat. I, I used to love to hunt ruffled grouse in the mountains of North Georgia. 
but that's the only way we had some meat on the table. So, so now when we have something a little, little, and she, my mom was a great cook that, that she could just bake about anything, taste good. I believe one of the favorite things my mom cooked that I like, we called it flitter bread. She'd just take flour and sometimes put a little cornmeal in it. If we didn't have enough flour, you fry, you fry it real thin in a frying pan, just, just in butter or whatever you got. And uh, uh, just flip on, you get it just crunchy brown, thin as you can. And we called it flitter bread. And uh, uh, my mom's name's Othell, and we was always talking about flit, flit, flitter bread. And one little girl, they came to see us one time, Preacher Ross family. And mom was cooking. We was all just enjoying that. And they, she crawled up mom's lap. She said, is your name flitter? She said, no, it's Othella. But, but uh, so we enjoy eating. If you, if you ever travel in the west part of Tennessee, there's a little restaurant out there at Jackson, Tennessee, called Casey Jones. And Casey was a train driver, and they, they have a buffet. They have a train station, a museum there. But they have a grill out in the middle of their, their restaurant, and the little cook comes out there, and he makes these little, they call them silver dollar cornbread flitters or silver dollar cornbread pancakes. And they're, they're about that thick. And even though they're that thick, I'll take my knife, and I'll cut off the crust off the bottom, the crust off the top, throw the middle away, and eat those two crusts. The time I leave that restaurant, I got me a pot. And I was kidding him one time. I said, can you refry this? He said, why, No. But uh, but uh, we all like to eat different. I like anything that uh, I believe you could take and roll uh, just a piece of cardboard in the right type of fl- flour and deep fried, and it'd probably taste real good. I like about anything deep fried. Just just anything. I guess anything. Doctor said if it tastes good, spit it out. It ain't good for you. So so we like to eat. We like to eat. But so in in this fast, you're telling the Lord, Lord, even though I like this so much. I'm willing to do this to show my love for you. We're, we're, we're not trying to buy him or, 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 or we're just, just trying to let, let ourselves and others know, I love the Lord. And I know, understand there's a secret fast. My, my daddy used to do a lot of secret. You go in your closet, you don't tell nobody. I, I've, I, my, my mother-in-law was dying back in the 80s and my wife went on a week's fast and she went on another fast and we were in people's homes and my wife said, the Lord spoke to me, not letting nobody know I'm fasted. They dipped her food, and she didn't, she, she didn't say a word. And I remember eating some food. They wouldn't, I ate some food off her plate and ate it, and, and she went that week, and nobody never knew it. And doctors give her mom a week to live, and she lived a week, and she lived a month. And that's about in the late 80s, she's still alive. Fasting, there's some things that don't happen but by prayer and fasting. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Luke nine twenty three. And he said on them, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall save it. For what is a man's advantage if he should gain the whole world and lose his soul? And he said on them, and we're going to touch on this, it's going to be our theme a lot today. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. We're in a generation where, where they teach us, no, don't deny yourself. Don't don't de- don't deny yourself. Don't de- deny yourself. We're we're in a generation where where even in our schools they don't want to grade certain things because they want everybody to be winners and everybody to be conquerors and understand some of that. But friend, there come a time when you realize it's not all about me. There come a time you can't realize that I did it my way. It's come a time you got to realize I love the Lord more than I love anything. Number three reasons somebody will say they're just too much good food to eat. Fried chicken, gravy and biscuits, cornbread and beans. The other day my wife made some of the most amazing 
uh, beans. She had, we had some uh, sugared ham left over, and she put that in there. And then, then she put just a tiny bit of sweetening in the cornbread. And I don't, then in the little flour, I don't know if I'd ever tasted cornbread any better than that. And here we are talking about fasting, and I'm about to starve. So, so, but Brother Wynn, there's just too much good food to eat. But friend, you got the rest of your life to eat it. If we can just get a little closer to the Lord. If we can just get a little closer to the Lord. Hallelujah. If we can just hold our integrity and keep our heart toward the Lord. Number four reason, why should I? But speak the truth in love that we may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Even that kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Friend, there's some things that we're praying about. If we pray and pray and it's not work, let's add some fasting to it. Hallelujah. Blue Ridge, Georgia, 1969. Daddy drove in from, from Kentucky. And from, and he went from Kentucky over to Brother Alfred's at uh, Jackie's church. And, and he, mom called and said, said looks like Brother Ant, looks like his son's dying. Can you come? And Daddy came home and they called Dr. Burns early Sunday morning. He went in there and he told me, he said, he said don't think the boy's going to live if we don't operate today. And, and Daddy stood in that office and they headed me toward Copper Hill. And on the way, Daddy's, Daddy's, Daddy's squalling. And, he's, and I remember, I'm a little boy and I remember, I remember so I'm talking about, but I remember this. Daddy's praying. He said, Lord, I'm starting a seven day fast today. I'm not going to eat for seven days. Don't let this little child die. Instead of taking me on to the hospital to meet with Dr. Burns, they took me to Bertie Green's, Gwen Green's mom. And, and, and she had just come off of a 40 day fast. She's on the couch. She hadn't even got her strength back. And it didn't lighten and it didn't thunder. And, and for over two weeks, nothing. Mom told me, she said, for over two weeks, everything you eat, you threw it back up. Nothing stayed on your stomach. I'm so light. Nine years old, my mom picking me up and carrying me. And, 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 and I don't have no strength to walk. I've not, nothing has stayed down for two weeks. And, and daddy been going to revival and mom had come. And they called a, mom called a doctor from Blair's when he got out of the car and he fell in the yard and he got muddy and he came in the house upset and he looked and he wanted to put me in the hospital and mom said no we're going to wait till his daddy gets home and I remember the doctor got so upset he said well it's not right just letting the little boy die and mom said we're going to pray and get his daddy home come home we'll decide I remember that but 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 we got there to Copper Hill and she's letting the little Sister Barry Green she's laying there come off that fast and I hadn't eaten anything and they prayed it didn't lighten and it didn't thunder nothing no big excitement prayer but I set up and they said you want anything to eat I said I would like to have a can of Campbell's chicken noodle soup and it was they went down to the, somewhere in, uh, the A&P was closed that day in Copper Hill on that Sunday for whatever reason they had to drive they had to drive almost to Blue Ridge and they got there and they got brought back one can and I eat it and I said could I have another can they drove back nine miles got another can brought it back and I eat it. I, I hadn't got out of bed in, in over three weeks, and the next morning uh, I, uh, I got up riding my bicycle. It was over. Hallelujah! 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 At nine years old, I had never eaten an egg. They just looked bad to me. I hadn't, the best I remember, you couldn't have paid me to eat an egg. The next morning, my sister scrambling an egg, and I said, could I have a bite of that? And I remember her reaching me the plate, and I eat it all. She went back and cooked her another. It was over, friend. When God says it's over, God just turns things around. God just turns things around. God just turns things around. Hallelujah. 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 So why should I? Because some things ain't going to turn around except we just set our heart God I, I can't do you got to move you got to turn it around number five this is things I've heard for the last 15 years 
Well, I'm not the preacher. I don't need to. Perhaps you're not the pastor, the preacher, but we are many members, but one body. Hallelujah. And this little old preacher is a member just like you. Hallelujah. And Christ is the head shepherd. And somebody ought to give him a praise. In Romans 12 and 5. Hallelujah. So we being many are one body in Christ and everyone members one of another. Somebody else will say, well, fasting is only for preachers. Can I tell you in, in the book of Esther 4, 16. Oh, Haman had been before the king and he'd got permission to destroy all the Jews. And little old Esther, hallelujah, right there in the king's house, just a little part of that bride sitting right there in the king's house. She makes this statement in Esther 4.16, Go gather together all the Jews that are present and fast you for me, neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. But them little old people, and I've heard my daddy preach out in 56. I've heard him preach it since I was a little child. He said that little old bride, that little old queen starts walking down that quarter aisle. He said her little cheekbones, a little nair, she hadn't eaten or eaten for three days. And he said that king looked at her and God moved something in that king's heart. He said, little old bride, what do you want? I'll give you even to the height of the kingdom. Hallelujah. There is a God that can reach and turn your circumstance when you begin to seek him. There is a God that'll reach out there and protect our lost loved ones. There is a God that reach out there and draw our wayward children. There is a God that will reach out there and have mercy. Somebody lift your hands and say, I've got to seek God. I just need to seek God. Hallelujah. How do you want to make up your mind, devil? You ain't seen a fight yet. Hallelujah. I can't fix this by myself and a band-aid and a kiss won't fix it, but there is a God I can touch. There is a God I can move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody says, well, my church never taught it. Well, we're teaching it today. And he didn't say if you fast. He said when you fast. Signifying that there ought to be some time in your life when you fast. Somebody said, I've never been around fasting. But there was a time we was never around salvation. There's a time we weren't around people that were healed or delivered or set free. Fasting requires self-control and discipline. As one does, de, denies the natural desires of the flesh during spiritual fast, and when this time when you're seeking God, the believer's focus is removed from the physical things of this world to intensely concentrate on the Lord. Number nine, fasting just too hard. And I cannot argue with that one because I was the one that said it. This is hard. We live in a generation that wants zero correction. No one tells me how to live. It's my life. I did it my way. It's nobody's business. I'm my own boss. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. And if you want to call me later and talk about how you could fast medications or health things, please give me a chance to pour in your life. But... uh, uh my daddy is 87 years old, and I, I remember back in the 60s, daddy had a tent revival over in Dahlonega, and he'd picked Sheila and I up after school, and mom was working at, at the pepper plant. They'd cut up the little green bell pepper for the uh, Campbell's soup, put it in these big old 55-gallon barrels, and uh, 
I remember Daddy picked us up, and Daddy was probably on his eighth or ninth day, and he must have really been hungry. So we had had our lunch at school, and he stops at Tasty Freezer Summers. He gets, and I'm a little bitty boy. He gets Sheila two hot dogs and me two hot dogs and gets us a hamburger piece and fries, and I think I got a strawberry milkshake. So I got about halfway through, and I could not hold no more. And Daddy is so disappointed. He said, son, eat that. Don't waste it. And I said, I remember I told him, I said, but Daddy, I said, I didn't order that. I just wanted one, one hot dog and fries. And he said, but son, you got to be hungry. In other words, because I'm starving, everybody ought to be starving. <laughs> so, so fat, fasting. But, but uh, for the, to the best of my knowledge, for the last five years, my daddy ever, now he'll, he'll go this whole month with us. He'll eat one meal a day this whole month. But starting February, for the next 11 months, he's did this for five years. He'll eat one week, just anything and all he wants to. And the next week, he'll eat one meal a day. The next week, that whole month, he'll eat anything he wants to. The next week, he's did that for five years. And if an 87-year-old guy can do it and not die, turn around and tell somebody, I don't think we're going to die. We th- we'll think we're going to. Matthew sixteen twenty four. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. When, when, when a young lady is courting somebody and breaks off that relationship and another man comes by and wins her heart, and he goes to her house to visit her, and she's still got all the letters and all the pictures. Then in his mind, he says, she says she's courting me, but looks like she's still committed to him. And when we deny ourselves, we're telling Jesus, I'm not just in this for the shout and the blessings. I'm committed to you. And the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord's looking for some men and women that'll commit to him. Can I tell you, we pack a lot on the devil. This reminds me back to the sermon I preached earlier on WWF, wrestling with flesh. Your, your, your biggest enemy is not always the devil out there with pitchfork and horns. It's just your will, your will. Hallelujah. You don't do everything you do because of the devil. Some of it, you just want to do it. That didn't go over good. We do some stuff just because we want to. But when we're doing this, we say, Jesus, I, 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 I've, I've had a good meal today. Tonight I'd like to go out to Hardy's or something, but I'm going to stay home and pray I'm, I, because I love you. Hallelujah. And when, when you're fasting, you don't need to get on Internet just keep your mind busy. You need to take some time to read your Bible and pray and draw nigh to God. Hallelujah. 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 And, and I'm going to keep saying, you're, you're just one of the greatest church, some of the greatest people I know. But we're in a generation where we don't like to deny ourselves. I want to, yes, I'll live for God. And yes, I'll go to church. And yes, I'll pay my tithes. But I don't want to do anything that keeps me from doing what I want to do. And one of our big desires is food, friend. And what greater could we do just to tell the Lord, I love you enough. I'm going to deny myself. And doctors have even proven, they've even proven. 
proved in that. Most of it, we're overeating our body, we're over, our hearts overloaded, our stomachs, our, our bowels, our intestines overloaded, and just break from some food would give our bodies a time to, to re, replenish or just to rest a little bit. Hallelujah. 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 He must increase, but I must decrease. It's fun to preach, but it's not fun to live. For for something to increase that, that's full, they gotta be something took out of it so you could add something to it. Stephen says, make me empty so I can be filled. Before before you can get more of him, sometimes you got to have less of me. And more of him is awesome. It's amazing. But less of me, it's death, friend. I mean, it, it's like dying. It's just like, just like sacrificing. 1 Corinthians 15, 31. I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. I die daily. I die daily. I, I really want to, and we're going to take, we're going to take January and concentrate on this a lot. But fasting is like a date night to revive a dying marriage. It, 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 fasting makes you God minded. I, I told Sheila, I, I told Sheila today, I said, the only reason at all I'm excited about this fast, it's not, it's not of missing my, my midnight ice cream. That's don't got me a bit excited. It's not of waking up in a, in a, in a Hershey bar in the cabinet knowing I've got an hour to and it really messes me. I'm too stingy if I got one at home to buy one. And it really messes with me in January if I have a Hershey bar at home that, that's got a lot, 13 or 14 pit nuts in it you can feel and go to town or summers. I'm out visiting hospital and eat lunch and, and I want that Hershey bar. I'm too stingy to buy one because I got one at home. So I got to wait 24 more hours before I can get that old Hershey bar. And so, so it really, it really, but you're telling the Lord, Lord, I love you more than I love these. Jesus stood. You don't hear Jesus asking this very much. He knew that Peter loved his fishing boat. He knew there was two or three things and Jesus stood there and I think he's literally got tears glittered around his eyeballs. He said, Peter, you say you love me, but do you love me more than these? Hallelujah. It wasn't so much that God wanted Abraham to give up Isaac. He just wanted Abraham to love him more than he loved Isaac. Hallelujah. It ain't so much about me and you missing a meal. The Lord just needs to know I love you more than I love this. I wish somebody praise him out loud. It's easy to say we love him. It's easy. It's easy. You some of the greatest people I know. But Jesus is wounded right now. The world is trying to say, don't even go to church on Christmas Day. Let's ignore him. Let's forget him. Let's just do our traditional celebration. He's looking at the church. He said, but do you love me more than you love these? Do you love me more than this? Do you love me more than this? Hallelujah. 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 I want to preach this careful. God's really spoke some things to my heart last few days. But they some folk even in the house today and some of our other sheep and somebody watching by internet. It's not that you've stopped loving him, but it's like the marriage. It's like the home that's had an extended illness with a baby. And during the process of the illness, they had to file chapter 13 and they lost the house and they lost the car and they're moving and everything's fall apart. And they've been in this situation for six months and just surviving to have 
food to eat and clothes to wear and food on the table. And somewhere during that time, they took each other for granted because of the pressure. And they forgot, I married you because I love you. I married you for, for, for sickness or health, for better or for worse. And I don't know how to preach what's in my heart now, but somebody in the building has been through a flood in your life. Just overwhelmed, overwhelmed. And you could wave it in the devil's face. I'm still here, devil. I'm crying a lot and I'm not sleeping good, but I'm still here. Hallelujah. But somewhere in all of this pressure and all this pain, you have forgotten. Hallelujah. I'm just not here so I can quit drinking and I'm not just here so I can be faithful to my husband and I'm not just here so so that, so that I don't get back and see it. I am here, number one, because I love Jesus. Somebody's forgot that. But I heard the Holy Ghost speak to my heart during this month of fasting hallelujah he's gonna hallelujah there's gonna be an anointing it might be in church and it might be in your vehicle in your prayer closet it might be in your home in your bedroom while you're dead on your knees praying but they're gonna be different ones in this service the spirit of the Lord's gonna visit you and he's gonna heal something that's broke between you and him and you're gonna be able to stand up and say I'm not gonna quit and I'm not looking back and I'm not going to church cause I have to and I'm not going to church to please somebody else and I'm not going to church hallelujah to get somebody's attention I'm doing this cause I love Jesus I'm doing this cause I am sold out and my heart is fixed my mind's made up I love the Lord my God with all of my heart and all of my strength hallelujah I'm not true preaching but could we stand to our feet all over this sanctuary for a moment and would you tell him I want to fall in love with you again hallelujah I've been overwhelmed battles and pain and tears and heartaches and pressures and I want to fall in love with you all over again I want my heart to burn again I want to hear you wake me up at midnight I just want to spend some time with you son I want to hear you walk into my room I just want to be around you hallelujah 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 feel something moving in this room I don't know all my years. I don't know if I've ever felt this type of anointing preaching on fasting. It's not that I have to do it. I want to do it. I want to renew my love, my dedication, my heart toward him. I want to fall in. You can be seated. I want to fall in love with him again. I don't want the storm and the battle and the pain and the pressure to burn me out or wear me out or diminish my love for my Jesus. heard this one I'm too old to fast Exodus 34 28 and he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights and he did neither eat bread nor drink water and he wrote upon the tablets the word of the covenant of the ten commandments now this guy went 40 days we're just trying to go a month, and he didn't eat none. We're, we're going to eat a meal a day. Turn around and grin somebody tell him, I think we can do this. Well, preacher, I can't fast on account of my medications. Well, I believe we could find some help or some answers. Maybe this month you could eat no breads, no sweets, no Cokes. i tell you what would be a fast for some of us. No TV, no Facebook, no games. 
fat. There's, there's a Daniel fast where they eat no pleasant bread. They didn't eat anything that was really tasteful. It's probably more of just a maybe a fruit or a vegetation fast, which would actually be a good cleansing and a healing for our health, our body. Why fast? Well, why are you talking about this? You got enough pressure. Why fast? I think number one reason to fast is just to renew our, our, our relationship with the Lord. And another reason, our little country's in such shape. Somebody needs to stand in the gap. In Esther 4 and 3, and every providence wherein the king's commandment and his decree came, there was great mourning among the Jews and fasting and weeping and wailing. Many lay in sackcloth and ashes. I've never been, I've never been one to say he's coming tonight or tomorrow, but I'm persuaded this same Jesus that went away is going to return. And I believe it's closed even at the door. I believe we're close to the return of the Lord. And when he returns, any of our lost loved ones that's not ready, there'll be no, there'll be no altar calls in hell. There'll be no altar calls on judgment day. Today's the day. Today's the salvation. Today's the appointed time. Today's the time to weep between the porch and the altar. So I believe fasting is going to renew our burden and our passion to win souls. Somebody I've heard this before. Well, Brother Wynn, I don't think my little bit, whether I do it or not, I don't think it's going to matter at all. I don't think it's, it's just going to have an effect. Can I remind you in Mark twelve forty one? and Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow and she threw in two mites which would make, which make a fire. And he called unto his disciples, saying, Then verily I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they that have cast into the treasury. He don't judge your offering on how big it is. He don't judge on how the abundance you give. He judges on the abundance that's left. Did you hear that? And so I, if he does it in offerings, I think he does it fasting. So there might be a little elder saying in here that, 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 that might two days a week might eat one meal a day. Say, I can't do it seven days. I can do it two days. God might look at that and qualify that just as much as Elijah's 40 days. Because God, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let's talk. I just feel freedom talking about this today. Let's talk about this. Somewhere during this fast, because it's, it's more than a week, you might get sick and you might feel like you need to eat. You might get weak. You might face something. You might, you might be invited out with family members and feel like, and God weighs things different from us. You might feel like I might make a worse thing by just fasting around than it would be if I just go ahead and eat with them. You've already eaten that day. You don't know what to do. If you need to eat now, if, if, you, if, you're, if your car payment's $210 and, and, and it's due the 31st and the 31st, you've only got 175 you don't withhold the 175 You give that to them and you say, next month I'm going to bring in the other with interest. So, so if you need to eat a day, don't stop the fast. Don't quit fasting. Go ahead and eat. Then February, give the Lord another day. I don't think God wants this to be a burden on us. Or We're not doing it for self-righteous deeds. We're not trying to outdo each other. We're not measuring ourselves. We're doing this because we love the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Perhaps mine's not as good as yours, but I'm doing it because I love the Lord. And I'm not measuring with you. I'm not comparing myself with you. I'm not, I'm not trying to eat less than you or out eat you. I'm not in competition. I'm doing this because I love the Lord. And, and, and God's not looking at mine quite like he looks at you because he knows perhaps you're stronger than me and I can't do what you can do. So God, God, hallelujah, God's not measuring me exactly like he's measuring you. He's measuring me in what I am able to do. And somebody ought to give him a hand clap. Hallelujah. 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 I'll never forget John Mark. I, I made a statement that morning probably 12 years ago, 10 years ago. And I said, take an hour a day. Take you that hour you don't eat. Eat your meal. Drink whatever you want to do. Then a mother, a mother time, give it to the Lord. John Mark comes to me, grinning at there too late. He said, Dad, I got this all figured out. I said, yeah, he's kidding me. He's my boys. He said, he said, you said we take an hour. And he said, yeah. He said, Dad, he said, I'm going to eat fast. I'm take me 15 minutes at breakfast. He said, I'll eat fast, and I'll take me 15 minutes at lunch. And he said, that night, I'll take me another 15 minutes. So we might as well smile. Our loads are heavy sometimes. The Bible gives examples of God's people occasionally combining their fasting with prayers to stir up their zeal and renew their dedication, their commitment to him. King David wrote that he humbled himself with fast in Psalms 35, 13. Fasting is a means of getting our minds back on the reality that we are not self-sufficient. Fasting helps us realize just how fragile we are and how much we depend on things beyond ourselves. In Luke 4, 1, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan, was led by the Spirit to the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. In those days he did eat nothing. When they were ended, he afterwards hunger. Somebody says, well, preacher, I'm in a storm now. I'm discouraged. I'm down. I just really don't feel like it. Just nothing you're saying's getting to me today. Can I remind you in Acts 27, 33, there was 200 and... and, and 75, 80 people, they were on a ship and it's such a bad storm, they give the storm a name, they threw everything they got away, they loosed the tackle, they threw their food, they threw everything they had away and they all thought they were going to die in that storm. But in, in Acts 27, 33, and while the day was coming, Paul besought them that they might take meat, saying, this day is the 14th day that you have tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. And the rest, some on board and it closed out. Now they fasted, they fasted. The Lord, if we're if we're going to die in this storm, we're going to go down calling on you to help us. So they went on this fast, which was kind of a lengthy fast, but in Acts 27, 44, and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship, and it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. God honors it when you... When you Submit yourself and surrender yourself before him. God honors it when you take up your cross and you deny yourself. Heaven honors it. I believe, I believe it, I believe it by, by February. We could be closer to the Lord than we've ever been in our life. Daniel 9 and 3. And I set my face unto the Lord to seek my prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Boy, this one's rough. Or to skip it, Philippians 3.19. Who's in destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is their shame, who mind earthly things. I don't want to stand. He said, son, you loved your belly, your appetite, more than you love me. Prior, fasting is a wonderful way to complement your prayer life and to draw near to God as you seek answers from him. In fact, I guess that most people 
they've, they've, they, we need to have a season of fervent prayer as we fast and seek the Lord. It's an act of returning to God. Someone who's wandered away from God and returned fasting can be an act of obedience. The prophet Joel sent a message from the Lord to the people of Israel commanding them to return to him by fasting and prayer. Our church-wide fast, our, our, our other large groups are often intended as an act of worship. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm doing this because I love you. I'm doing this to bless you. I'm doing this to praise you. I'm doing this to exalt you. It's not a substitute for my love for God. I'm, at it. I'm doing this because I love the Lord. Hallelujah. Then, then in our fast, Isaiah 58, 3. Why have you fasted and have, have you not seen? Have you humbled ourselves and you've not noticed? They're telling the Lord. And he, then he turns, he says, Then on the day of your fasting as you please and exhort all your workers. Your fasting ends. And he says, you, you, You're quarreling. You, you got strife. You're keeping yourself busy. He said, If you're going to fast, then you need to guard your heart and say, If I'm going to take this time, I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to draw nigh to the Lord. I'm going to humble myself. I want everything out of me that, that 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 that's inside of me that's unlike him i want everything out of me that that's not clean and that's not pure i i, I want to be right before the lord elijah fasted 40 days after fleeing from jezebel king darius he fasted for daniel daniel fasted on behalf of judah's sin daniel fasted in, in daniel 10 3 through 13 esther fasted ezra fasted we turn to the New Testament. We find them fasting and praying. Would you come back to the music and would you stand to your feet? Would you just bow your head? Would you just be honest before the Lord? Lord, January the 1st is just, just right around the corner. Close to two weeks away. And some of us are already making up our mind. Will I humble myself and will I seek him through fasting and prayer? And Lord, I, I fear there's going to be dark times ahead. I don't know I, the terrorists and ISIS and all. We don't want to see blood on our streets. We don't want to see bombs killing tens of thousands. There's ever been a time we need to fast and pray. God, put a hedge around America. Put a hedge around our children. God, put a hedge around our churches, our families. So Father, we're telling you we love you so much that we're taking this month and we're denying ourselves and we're taking up our cross. If you'd be so kind, would you just turn around and touch somebody and could we just pray for each other? Lord, that during this month of fasting and praying, that there'll be a renewing of our love and our joy. The Bible said the joy is withered away. I don't want to feel like I have to live for you. I want to live for you because I love you. I want you to be proud of us and pleased in us. I want you to smile on us. I want your hand to be over us. I want your joy to be toward us. Lord, when we want to hang out or do something, we look for friends that love us. When you get lonely, it'd be awesome. You knock on our door when we're asleep say, I just want to be around somebody that loves me. Can I have a minute that you'd step into our automobile or you'd walk into our prayer closet? Lord, that we'd be one of the people in the world that you'd want to draw nigh to when you're thirsty for praise or you're hungry to be appreciated. So I'm asking, Lord, and I've answered 20 questions and there's still a thousand more questions. Why fast? What's the need to fast? Should we fast? How to fast? God, we don't want it to hurt nobody's health. We don't want to break nobody. We just want it to 
to discipline ourselves and say, I'm doing this because I love the Lord. I'm not doing it because it's easy, because it's not easy. I'm not doing it because it's fun. It's not fun. But it's part of my relationship with Jesus. It's part of my growth. It's part of breaking and mending. It's part of dying that he can live. It's part of decreasing so he can increase. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But about 50 of you slip out of your seats and come and stand in these altars and ask the Lord, Lord, receive, receive us this next month as we seek you. As we set our heart to seek the Lord, honor this, receive it, O oh God. Our visitors and family, would you come and stand in these altars and just ask the Lord, draw us, draw us closer to you, Lord. Stay.